Hello, this is Lucretia with the Calm and Confident You podcast. Today, I have some updated info for you. I recently learned something new about depressed people and the way they think. I will pass that on to you today. As part of keeping my state licensure as a therapist, every year I have to take classes and continue to be knowledgeable in my field. I have to earn 20 continuing education credits per year and swear to the state that I have done that work. They periodically will do an audit and ask me to send in the proof that I've done this continuing education. So I am currently taking one of those courses which presented this new information to me. When I was in graduate school learning to become a therapist, I can remember seeing the page in the textbook which talked about how depressed people think. They asserted that depressed people do not think positively. Depressed people do not expect positive or good outcomes. They certainly did not go around with rose-colored glasses and they were not positive Pollyannas. The textbook stated that research had shown that depressed people tend to think more realistically. Well, I could accept that. It also made me a little worried for myself because I tended then, and I still continue today, to be more realistic in my thinking. This concern for what does this mean for me is why I remember it so well. Moving forward in my education to become a therapist, I was trained in the field of cognitive behavioral therapy. A good portion of that approach focuses on mistakes in thinking called cognitive distortions. A researcher, educator, and practitioner named Barclay and his associate Aaron Beck became the leading proponents of cognitive behavioral therapy. Beck published a self-help book called The New Mood Therapy. And that is still in existence, and it has a workbook that goes with it. Well, I learned all about cognitive distortions and how to teach people to notice their negative thinking and how to alter that thinking. Now, in the public self-help domain, this concept became simplified and translated into encouraging people to think positively. This concept spread far and wide, and we still hear it today, people encouraging their children, their spouses, their friends to think positively. Fast forward to my years of experience as a counselor working at a residential treatment center for teenagers. During this time, I had teenagers discussing and relating to me individually and in group settings the stories of their very dysfunctional, very abusive, and harmful life experiences. I observe how they tried to make sense of these experiences in a way that they could continue to go on with life and find a purpose for living. It was during this time that I developed my approach to presenting the concepts of cognitive distortions and challenging that form of thinking. I did not propose that everyone think positively. In fact, I acknowledged that there are many experiences 
and circumstances that no matter how you look at it, you cannot put a positive spin on it. So I talked with them about how cognitive distortions are extreme ways of thinking which contribute to and enhance depression and anxiety. Our goal is to learn to notice when we are thinking in that way, to change those thoughts and to be more realistic. And I still use that approach today. So what am I doing? Am I setting people up to be depressed with realistic thinking? In my opinion, reducing the extreme thinking from the extremes to the more midline, moderate thinking is an improvement. It helps to reduce the high emotional states to then be able to choose how you want to react. Back to the new thing I just learned in this course that I'm taking. The presenter told us about recent research looking at the thinking of depressed people. The standard assumption was that depressed people made themselves depressed by the way they were thinking in these negative, distorted ways. This new research looked at people who became depressed more than once. Between being depressed, they would return to a normal mood state similar to other people who do not get depressed. The researchers compared the thinking styles of the people with a tendency to become depressed with the thinking styles of the people who never got depressed. They found that when the tendency to become depressed people were not currently depressed, their thinking was just the same as people who do not get depressed. In other words, they did not think in more negative or distorted ways which would lead to or cause their depression. They thought just like everybody else. They had the same level of positive, negative, and moderate thinking as the average person who does not get depressed. Well, that news changes everything. This research indicates that depressed people do not cause themselves to become depressed with a negative and distorted thinking style leading up to depression. Instead, those types of negative thinking increased after the person's mood switched to being depressed. Wow, that's a big deal. It continues to be true that while the person is depressed or anxious, thinking in those ways will make the mood worse. But it is being in the depressed or anxious mood which puts the person in the state of mind to think in those negative and distorted ways. And here we have the vicious circle. Maybe you can relate to my teenage clients, many of whom, as I do family sessions, have a parent or a grandparent who seems to be blaming them for their depression. Some adult will say something to the effect of, you have a good life, what have you got to be depressed about? They will also accuse the teenager of being responsible for their depression because of their attitudes, their thoughts, and their habits. I'm not going to completely toss that out as incorrect, but I do have to say I have had to educate many families about how what they are seeing as laziness is actually clinical depression. Once the depression gets treated, the person is no longer lazy and they do have motivation, and they do engage in activities and social interactions. They are able to get out of bed, take a shower, and get their chores done. 
So I'm going to use this new research to help the families of my depressed clients and my clients themselves to understand that the negative distorted thinking comes with the mood. It doesn't necessarily cause the mood. Some of you may know a little bit about research and statistics and may know the saying, correlation does not equal causation. Here we have research results that show researchers and clinicians for years have made the mistake of thinking that their depressed patients' negative thinking probably caused their depression. That is a big oops. Now, like I said, this is recent research and it doesn't throw everything out that was known before or practiced before. But it does caution us to look at multiple variables involved in depression and anxiety. What does this mean for you and for me? We don't have to blame ourselves. I myself find that catching the extreme distorted thinking and changing it to be more rational or reasonable is extremely helpful. Being aware of the extreme types of thinking and understanding that it enhances and worsens moods like depression and anxiety is helpful knowledge. Being able to notice the extremes in thinking, catching them and changing them, can help prevent the downward spiral of depression and anxiety. It can put the person back in control of their mood and the actions they decide to take to manage their own mood and behavior. This week going forward, I do encourage you to do things like noticing the good in your life, being mindful and altering any extreme thinking to be more reasonable, and go easier on yourself and others in your life as far as not assigning blame for a person's mood or struggles. Blame just isn't helpful. Education can be helpful along with patience and encouragement. And let's not oversimplify our understanding and our approaches. Always keep an open mind to the multiple variables that can be involved in any mood and behavior. And if you are liking this podcast, be sure to subscribe on your favorite streaming service. And coming up next week on Wednesday, September 27th, in the evening at 6 p.m. Pacific time, I am giving a free webinar about emotion management. You can find a link to subscribe on the homepage of my website, which is ldonreed.com, or on my motivational products website, which is growingemotionalstrength.com. And until next time, be well.